Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Friday, November the 6th, 2015, and welcome to the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, WCWS Revolution. <clears throat> Pardon me. This is Mr. WCW, WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on here with you on this Friday evening, and joining me so far on the line here tonight, uh, uh, the 2015 Hall of Famer and one of the hosts, one-fourth of the hosts that brings you raw radio every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShoe.com. The Iceman, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo. J.D., welcome to the Friday edition of Revolution. Well, it's been an interesting week so far, and the weekend is just starting. Absolutely, and of course, uh, like I said, uh, we await the arrival of uh, two, more, two or three more of our, uh, of our compatriots here. We, we do know that King NWOGTS, Jawar T. Smith, I'm sure he's prepping his news right now, and he'll be on, should be on here momentarily, as well as the human suplex machine, John Gross. I'm sure he'll be. He's he's also has compiled wrestling history and birthdays. I'm sure he'll be preparing to put them on here as soon as possible. So we'll be looking forward to them, and maybe two or three extra folks will pop on in. So uh, without further ado, we'll go ahead and take care of this as always. Phone number always for Revolution and all the other shows on the radio network, 1-724-444-7444. That call ID for the Mothership Broadcast is 138-055-POUND. And if you want to talk to myself or J.D. or, or any of our other folks that do pop on here tonight, please uh, feel free, press that one, and please feel free and uh, join us. And uh, if I say anything pops up in the world of wrestling, we're 
we'll be more than happy to talk about it. Uh, well, so while we await the arrival of, uh, of uh, like I said, Gerard, I know we have Gerard and John are on, are on their way, and I'm sure they'll be here soon. Um, I've been hearing, uh, I think I also heard uh, one little piece of news I will mention, of course, with, of course, the the note with the uh, of Seth Rollins has been in the wrestling news scope here recently. Uh, of course, uh, during the tour over in Ireland, he, he at first they thought he had tweaked his knee during a match against Kane when he was trying to believe uh, it was a suplex him off the top rope. Uh, unfortunately, that did not work out as that did not work out as well because further examination revealed that he did more damage to that knee than everyone thought. Uh, so now, uh, according to what of course, J.D. Uh, told us on Wolfpack last night, that uh, apparently he's going to miss about six to nine months of action, which means, as of right now, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship is vacant. So, uh, And at Survivor Series, they're supposed to be having a tournament to crown a new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, the piece of news that I had I wanted to bring up before, like I said before Gerard gets on well, there was talk about the possibility he may bring this up, Gerard may bring this up again, but uh, about the, I think I even heard something to the effect of Dean Ambrose and uh, Kevin Owens uh, probably moving moving up in the roster here a little bit, I guess. But the, uh, of course, also the news that Randy Orton is going to miss some time away from uh, from, from in ring competition as well. Uh, JD, uh, your thoughts about Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens getting this push? It's good for both of them, as we talked about last night, how they were actually in the main event earlier today in London, we understand, however, it, as I reported last night, how on Wolfpack, it is a shame that uh, something like this had to happen to Rollins, someone like Rollins, however, I mean, he was uh, probably the best deal they've had in a long time, however, and now if you uh, watch the video again, and if you haven't seen the video, it is kind of tough to watch it, I mean, I've watched it, I don't know how many times in the last couple of days, however, but every time I watch it, just I just cringe because you just tell whenever he does it, how you could tell something's not right, how you could just look, you can see him look over to the side and he's telling the referee, or he just and you can hear him yell in the ring, how I'm sure the fans heard him yell, how something's not right, how it's like I did something wrong, how and I'm hurt and I'm hurt really badly, and uh, I understand. I think he flew home today, I believe, if not today, I believe he's coming home this weekend, and they said that surgery will be coming up, however, and I believe it's next week, Monday or Tuesday, but uh, like I said, however, it's an unfortunate thing that it had to come this so now. I mean, Survivor Series is only a few weeks away, however, and considering the fact how he was supposed to go up against Roman Reigns, however, now that is not going to happen, and as a result, however, he might not be back at least until possibly WrestleMania or even after WrestleMania next year. Yeah, that is, like I said, a pity. Of course, even you know, John mentioned on the chat box on Wolfpack last night that it's a shame that he uh, was not is not going to be going into WrestleMania as the champion, unfortunately. So yes. big change of plans there. Uh, of course, a lot of people would have expected that to happen, obviously, because. Uh, 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 but you know, him holding it, you know, this long. I mean, that's uh, you know, I say for the past um, almost seven months. I mean, that's absolutely impressive in its own right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but is this is a shame at this point, right, going into Survivor Series, that right now we have no champion. So, exactly. Yes, and you know, uh, uh, you know, we talked about Ambrose, and of course, with Orton, we also being on the picture with guys like Ambrose and uh, Owens. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns may also be maybe considered in this mix. Uh, uh, 
you never know. I mean, they probably pull up somebody, pull up somebody that uh, that. Well, um, one of the names I've been hearing, though, I mean, this is haven't been confirmed yet. How one of the names they are talking about may bring it back. How and I question this uh, by WWE's logic. How is Daniel Bryan? I mean, we know Daniel Bryan's missed a lot of time over the last few years due to injury, something similar to this, and now with him possibly returning very soon as early as maybe this week, however, possibly on Raw Monday night. You never know. He might be there this week, however, in the next few weeks, however, following Survivor Series. But uh, I know Daniel Bryan was out of action, of course, following WrestleMania this year. However, he had to forfeit the title again, obviously, which was the IC strap power, and then as a result had to supposedly have a second surgery. And we have not heard anything about Daniel Bryan in months, however, and that leads me to wonder, uh, do they got a plan set in stone for him when he comes back? And, who do they feud them with? I mean, right now they're kind of, kind of keeping it low key at the moment, right now. Certainly, uh, it's been uh, like I said, top to everything in WWE here. Of course, like I said, uh, um, of course, of course, of course, the biggest thing going on right now is the fact that uh, you know two of WWE's top stars are out are out of action for quite a for quite a while, and so you know WWE now is looking towards some of their core. Some of their core guys here, um, you know, you know, to see, you know, maybe one of them could be probably the next one to really, to really, really step up. Uh, so we're just going to have to wait and see here. Uh, like I said, Ambrose, or Owens, Reigns, uh, you know, could they bring up some NXT guys? And that was also mentioned. I mean, that was a be... possibility. We've talked about guys like Finn Balor is uh, closing in. I mean, I know right now he's the champion. He's got a big day coming up with Samoa Joe. It looks like coming up in the UK next month, however. But uh, does he uh, drop the bell tower to say Samoa Joe and uh, get the call by the end of the year, first part of January, and say right away, however, even though they're going to probably until next spring, however, or over the winter, however, do they uh, give him a promotion this early and say, hey, we need you up here right away, however, can you uh, be that guy? And I'm sure uh, he would relish the opportunity to jump at the chance because another guy who's uh, might be coming back, talking about from injury, however, from NXT, is Sami Zayn, and they haven't said much about him either. That, that could be. They may, they may could be holding, holding him for a possible situation, too, so... You know, you never you never know with this. Uh, I mean, Del I mean Del Rio may even you know, he may be one to consider, but I mean I don't know. He's had the run with the belt before, so you never know here what uh, what what's, what's going to end up happening. But like I said, we continue. Also, like so we, ladies and gentlemen, we do continue to wait for our two of our compatriots here, King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith and and the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, to bring us our wrestling uh, news and birthdays and uh, uh, wrestling history. Uh, I'll take her just one more time. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. This is of course the mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. I'm of course Mr. WWS Chad Hinchell, and currently on the line with me at this time I have Dice <clears throat> Man JD Jared Geronimo, of course uh, one fourth of the team that brings you uh, WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at three. Right here on TalkShoe.com. Uh, well, let's see here. Let me think of something else. Uh, JD, if you can monitor everything for just a second, uh, I hate to do this. Leave you by yourself. I hate. I have to step away. No problem. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in some time. Tell everyone what's okay, going on. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. Go ahead. By all means, go ahead, and I'll be right back. All right. Thanks, Shane. 
Yes, this is Chad Hinshaw said, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Mothership Show here on a Friday night, November the 6th, and we are waiting for our two compatriots, Gerard T. Smith, the king, if you will, and of course, John Gross, the human suplex machine, my compadres on Raw Radio, and of course, coming up this Monday, folks, uh, same number, one seven two four 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 seven four 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 pound one three eight seven four four. We will be on at 3 p.m. with our uh, other uh, member, the Diesel, as we like to call him here, Gregory Kramer. And of course, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking more about the Seth Rollins injury. Of course, all of us will be diving into that, I'm sure. We will give you an early raw preview for the big show that this week will be live from the United Kingdom as they are continuing their European tour. Also, this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be having your fantasy matchups for you. Of course, we'll dive into an early Survivor Series talk, what matches could be on the card. And also, for you fans, however, like we do every week, however, we do the top five and the least top five. Last week, of course, it was the top five and the least top five greatest moments of Survivor Series moments history, so you want to go back in the archives and listen to that. And of course, you can listen to all of our archive shows, whether it be Wolfpack, uh, Raw Radio, of course, uh, Attitude Radio. It is now on Facebook, so you might want to check on that. And this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, we will be having on our panel, however, the best and the worst moments of Starcade history. And believe me, I know it's going to be a great uh, open discussion since Starcade, of course, was one of the greatest, if not one of the greatest events of all time in pay-per-view history. It had a lot of great moments. Whether it was Hulk Hogan, Ricky Steamboat, Ric Flair, Sting, Lex Luger, the list goes on and on. We'll be talking about that coming up this Monday, ladies and gentlemen, so you might want to stay tuned on Raw Radio this Monday afternoon. We will be talking about that in more ways than one. Sounds good. There he is. Okay, I'm back again. Okay, my apologies. I had to step away for just a brief moment, but I'm back on here. Uh, J.D., thank you for your thank you for the announcements there. As always, uh, uh, great stuff I'm sure you have coming up on uh, Raw Radio. Uh, definitely looking forward to hearing that as well. Uh, of course, uh, Starcade obviously uh, was NWA, NWCW's answer to, I'm sure, WrestleMania. Uh, and, of course, a lot of great action took place during during Starcade's run. Uh, of course, uh, through the years, it's been in different venues. Um, some, uh, Like I said, some of your greatest wrestling moments from you know the NWA slash WCW came out of that one pay per view, and so uh, and like I said, we're definitely looking forward to talking to talking about all those moments here. Uh, like you said, this Monday afternoon at three. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. So excellent by all means, there, JD. Thank you very much for that. Um, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we also continue to wait here um, um, for uh, like I said, our compatriots. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Like I said, King NWO, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, and also the human supply machine, John Gross, uh, like I said before, they have not yet arrived into the, I'm going to call it the WWUS studio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, like I said, we're just trying, like I said, to just buy a little bit of time, um, you know, talking about, you know, different things. Uh, I even, see, I even um, went back and listened to a, uh, uh, not last night's Wolfpack, but the Wolfpack from last week, and mm-hmm. was listening to a lot, a lot of the great commentary and great matchups that we fancy matchups that we had up on last week's Wolfpack. So, um, and I was also able to listen to uh, out of all things my MP3 player plugged into my car. So there you go. Hey, so, so right there, as if you know that we were on the we were on like a we were on the radio. So, yes. So, yeah, so you go. So it sounded pretty good. As a matter of fact, going through my car speakers, <laughs> and no, it wasn't because it's to hear myself talk. So no, <laughs> no, but it, it was good nonetheless. It was, 
it was it was good indeed. So, like I said, I mean, it was uh, 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 of course Ger- uh, Gerard, uh, you know, get, uh, you know, giving us gives his points of view and takes on everything. Uh, of course, JD providing the news as always, and of course, like I said, uh, Jim, JD and Gerard are 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 kind of you could say are news hawks here in WWS. <laughs> They, uh, JD, of course, brings the news, of course, on Raw Radio on, Mon- on Monday afternoons, as well as he provides. <clears throat> excuse me. Let me see if I want to make sure I have this. I say this correctly on the Tuesday edition of WWS Revolution, and of course our Thursday night show NWO Wolfpack. When of course Gerard, in addition to Attitude Radio on Saturday nights, he also provides the news on the Wednesday and Friday editions of WWS Revolution. And uh, like I said, both have, have been very, very. Uh, 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 those have been very, very instrumental in providing not just our, not just us, but every but every single person here in the wrestling world, uh, you know, uh, with 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 of course different uh, updates and points of view about everything going on in the past and the present there professional wrestling. So uh, my hats off to both Gerard and also to you, JD. You know, that for providing all that here on a daily basis, and I'm sure you're looking through all that with a fine tooth comb. Yep. Uh, so. Oh, we're definitely looking forward to that. Oh, yeah, I know something that's what you're talking about. Uh, of course, as you know, our next main stable pay-per-view has already has already begun. It's also in, in progress. Of course, that of course where uh, where you can find that, of course, is uh, the group actually started by King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith called Top Heel. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash capital T O P capital H lowercase E E L. Uh, and uh, like I said, the uh, uh, currently, right now, it's at a, the question is at a standstill. It is tied to two votes. Of course, the match is going to involve Midian of Ministry of Darkness. Uh, so far, Gregory and uh, John has voted for Mankind, while Gerard and UJD have voted for Sabu. Yes. And yes. And uh, currently, like I said, in addition to Mankind, Sabu, you also have Dude Love, Captain Jack, Abyss, Mortis, Glacier, Taz, Virgil, and the Boogeyman. So, uh, so, and, and like I said, the first two, and like this is going to be a triple threat match here to start off this uh, pay per view. So, if, like I said, the first two superstars to get three, three or more votes, and all that will be, you know, next we'll we'll, we'll end up facing Minion in a triple threat match uh, to start off the fancy table pay per view. And of course, this is going to be a good one. Of course, our own human suplex machine, John Gross, actually started this. Uh, uh, asked to, you know, if we would do this, and I said, you know. Why not? We'll give it a. We'll, that is actually unstable. You know, we don't. You, you don't talk a whole lot about that. So you know, you know. Why not? We'll go ahead and uh, we'll give it a shot. Uh, so like I said, definitely go to vote right now. Like I said, it's on Top Heel, Facebook.com forward slash group forward slash capital T lowercase O P capital H lowercase E E L. Uh, of course, like I said, we all know who the Top Heel is right here in WWS, and that is of course Gerard T. Smith. And also, Top Heel, even though it was started by Gerard, and is also under the WWUS umbrella as well. So, uh, with his permission, of course. Um, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm going to do this one more time here. 1-724-444-7444. Call ID 138-055-POUND. And uh, like I so, said, I'll say it here in a minute. Like I said, this is the mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. I am, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Uh, Colonel allows me at this time. To, uh, I always gave you John's name, J.D. Oh, my goodness. The Iceman, J.D. Jared DiGeralmo, of the Hall of Famer. And, of course, one-fourth of the team 
I should now I should change that though, JD, yeah. because earlier tonight, yes, uh, uh, and I was asked by the, I was asked by this gentleman, yes, our own King NWOTTS Gerard T. Smith, as of earlier tonight, has officially become the fifth man to yes. join the Raw Radio Broadcast Team, and so he will be instead of just simply just calling in as a guest, he'll be an official part of the Raw Radio Team alongside you, John, Gregory, and Ralph. Uh, I'll be. I'll be a very interesting. Uh, I'll be a very interesting show now with, with Gerard now officially a part of the Raw Radio team. Well, let me just say this though: as a member, the fifth member, we're very happy to have him. And I mean, you talk back in the day, whether sports-related, however, they used to have a group called the Fab Five back in the early nineties at the University of Michigan basketball. There was Chris Weber, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, Dwan Howard, and all those guys. Are, but we are the new Fab Five of the generation, shall we say? We give you the wrestling generation's version of the Fab Five. And we couldn't be any more happier, let's just say. And another thing, we're very happy to also announce, however, and I'm just going to point it out right now and maybe want me to point it out, we have debuted a new segment the last few nights, however, of wrestling history, past, present, however, sharing uh, so many great stories last night. It was an NWO version, and we had so many great stories about the NWO last night. We actually debuted with this earlier in the week, however, and we uh, came away uh, looking pretty good with it, and a lot of people liked it, and we did a second night. People liked it again. Last night was the NWO version. So three nights in a row, folks. I'm telling you what, this is a new segment that we hatched earlier this week, and I think we've gotten a lot of positive feedback on it so far. Oh yes, wrestling revisited there, ladies and gentlemen. That is that is what JD is referring to. And like I said, we've come up, we've talked about a lot of great moments of the past, and uh, uh, you know, stemming back from the all the way back you know, from the 80s up until, like I said, now. And you know it's 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 uh it's uh you know you'd be surprised and all that all that has taken place you know over the years and all that uh, uh the back the backstory and all that good stuff so uh you know definitely go back and listen to uh so earlier in the week like I said the Tuesday and Wednesday edition of Revolution and of course last night's Wolfpack show uh, and definitely take a listen to this and you know you'll be surprised as to you'll be you'll be definitely be surprised as to uh, 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 what all, all that we've we have come up with here, as we have revisited, you know, the re- wrestling world of the past and you know, all those great moments. Some great, some possibly not so great, but still, you know, some infamous moments and all that. And we actually dig dig down deep into there, and just simply just bring up the the best of uh, <clears throat> the best of what wrestling you know had to offer back in the day. And of course, also some that uh, you know and how it affects wrestling now. And and also wrestling in the past has affected wrestling now. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, sadly, sadly, of course, we've also seen a lot of those folks uh, that you know who 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 paved the way for the newer generation. All that sadly has we have seen them a direct fall from grace. I mean, of course, we have we have we have documented this and mentioned this on numerous occasions on numerous shows. Of course, JD has on Raw Radio, Gerard has on Attitude Radio, and I have, of course, on Revolution and Wolfpack. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, some of the men this year. I mean, um, you know, my top three, my personal opinion, obviously, would be number one. It would have to be Hulk Hogan, uh, the ultimate fall from grace there. The second one, obviously, would have to be Jimmy Superfly Snuka, uh, with that going on, and because uh, he's it's a double whammy for Snuka. My my personal opinion, he's got health issues, plus this murder, this situation involved with this murder case from 30 years ago, and. The third one I would have to say would be Greg Greg the Hammer Valentine when he made that crack about the Divas, even yeah. though if it might not have been a joke or not. I mean, it was taken 
it was sadly it was taken it was not taken in that in that context. So, uh, well, I would agree with you about your first two, however, there, Chad. But uh, I would also say, however, along the way, we've also uh, shared on a lot of our shows, including Raw Radio, we've uh, talked about the loss of so many great people uh, that you said, however, earlier this summer, however, we lost two great guys that. We got very emotional about it. I mean, we were very emotional when we heard the news that day, and even we talked about it over the course of a week. However, we talked about it just almost every night for a week at one time. We talked about two great legends who, unfortunately, are no longer with us, and they were uh, heroes to us and idols to us, however, and you know who I'm talking about, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, who uh, everyone still uh, remembers what, where they were the day that the news happened. I still get a little more emotional than talking about it now. And uh, probably the biggest emotion of the story of the year, however, that really hit home for a lot of fans this year in wrestling, I think, was the loss of a great man in Hot Rod, Roddy Piper. Oh, yes, absolutely. Of course, uh, of course, one of our, uh, my favorite episodes, and I'm going to run, I love every single episode of Revolution and Wolfpack and all the shows that we do. Yeah. But my favorite episode of Revolution, number one, would have to be, of course, July 31st, 2015, was our tribute show. Of course, two hot rod, Roddy Roddy yeah, Piper. That's, that's up there in my top one, top three, no question. Yes. Uh, of course, uh, uh, I think if anyone, of course, I know J.D., I know you got very emotional that night, obviously. Yes, and so was Gerard. Gerard and I were very both emotional. I think we all were. Gerard a little bit, but I, I even had a lump in my throat and had to try to keep myself from uh, basically bawling on the air. And uh, It was tough, and, and it really was. It was like... Uh, we all lost a very serious family member and a close friend, and we did that night, and that weekend was very, very tough for a lot of people. Certainly, it was absolutely no question. I mean, if anyone kind of showed the emotion for the entire panel, way too tough to handle uh, that night, I think I think deep down, I think you would be probably right behind us. I would have to probably say, have to say Gerard. Yeah, we, we both were very emotional that night, no question about it. We had a tough time keeping it together that night hour because uh, we were sort of like the key speakers at the service, so to speak. I mean, Gerard went first, and then when it came to my turn, however, I couldn't, it took me a few minutes to keep it here. I mean, just speak because what he said rang so true, and then when it was my turn, I just I had a tough time. I was fumbling my notes. I remember just trying to speak, and I, I couldn't keep it together for a couple of seconds, but after the dust right. settled, so to speak. Uh, I kept it together, but uh, it was very rough that night. No question about and, it. But, and uh, it, of course, it was all it was all excusable that night. Yeah, it was all it was all excusable that night because, like you said, I mean, it took a chunk out of you know uh, of uh, out of the wrestling world. You know that the day we lost, I said, well, of course, not only the day, well, well, of course, both times. I, I should say, of course, in yeah. all respect, uh, of course, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And of course, uh, you said Hot Rod, Roddy, Roddy Piper, um, but uh, but uh, um, I mean Gerard truly showed, like I said, true emotion that night, and he yes. was. Uh, um, but uh, of course, you cannot deny the fact that we all were pretty much feeling the same way. Yeah. Um, I will even admit on the air that while I was playing the tribute music mm-hmm. for Piper, which of course was Amazing Grace on the Bad Pipes, most beautiful thing ever played on the Bad Pipes, mm-hmm. my personal opinion. Uh, I kind of sat there and closed my eyes. I actually had a tear to him. Yeah, we all did. Yeah, we all did. I mean, the thing is, um, I thought that was uh, I thought that. I mean, no, they didn't come out as. I heard it later. It didn't come out as well. But at least you know you heard enough of it to really think. It made you think. So. And it's so funny talking about Piper. I mean, it's so funny. I mean, I 
I'm, I haven't watched the Star K DVD in a while, and I have it in my collection. I have Piper's DVD in my stash here in my house in Pittsburgh. But uh, recently, I think it was about two weeks ago, I went back in the archives. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. I went back to watch the Star K DVD again, and it's been a while since I watched it. And the match I watched again, it just brought a smile across my face, was the match that he had with Greg Valentine, the infamous dog collar match for the very first Star Kid, which was one of the craziest matches we'll ever see, I think. In Starcade history, without question. Oh yes, absolutely. Without a shadow of a doubt, but it was also a title match on top of that as well. I mean, it was it was all rolled into one huge, uh, one 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 huge, like I said, uh, one huge event there. Of course, I think uh, I think it was topped off with, uh, of course, Dusty and Flair for the belt. I think the very first Starcade. Uh, no, that was that was the next year. That was in '84. '83 was Race and Flair. It was. Oh, it, it was Flair and who? Race, Harley Race. Harley Race, yes, okay, I, I get that. 84, and 84, I have to start good one, when Flair and uh, Dusty had their magic in uh, Greensboro and then, of course, in the Army in Atlanta. Right, exactly, and, of course, it's been held so many great events. Uh, of course, Greensboro, North Carolina, of course, is honored to the publisher to have hosted the very first two. I mean, yes. yeah, the first two, okay, yes. Uh, Actually, the uh, first four. Oh, the first four, that's right, that's right. 85 and 86, because Atlanta, they switched between Atlanta and Greensboro, and it was the same year, and then they, and then they didn't come back to the Carolinas again until about 93. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it came back to, uh, Charlotte. Like to Charlotte, yes, indeed. But, but, of course, like I said, not too far off from Greensboro, but still, I yes. mean, it was great to have it back in Carolina for one more run. Yeah. Um, um, and then, of course, I think the next closest one was obviously was, was uh, I think it was, D.C. when it was in 97, I think. Right, 97, uh, 97 through 2000, however, the last four years that Starcade was around, they uh, did Starcade, they did held in Starcade, because uh, 90 was in, I'm trying to think, 89 was in Atlanta, 88 was in uh, Norfolk, 87 was in Chicago, because that was the infamous uh, Chi-Town fight, uh, 91 was in... Uh, I think Virginia, 92 was in the Omni, 94, 95 was in Nashville. I know they did a couple of years in Tennessee, too, 95 and 96. I think 94 through 96, I should say. That it, yeah, 97 through 2000, they had in D.C. And like I said, we're going to touch upon all these on Monday because, I mean, this is going to be one conversation all of us on the show. We're going to have a real good uh, debate on. Everyone's going to say, oh, what was your top five? And believe me, I have a... I've just been ping-ponging. I mean, I think everyone's going to have the same top five. They're going to have a different top five, but it's going to be an interesting uh, debate, nevertheless, on Monday. Absolutely. Without, without question, without question. It's going to be a great segment there that you're going to have there, the J.D., and I'm sure, like I said, it's going to be absolutely, positively fantastic. As, as all what you've done, especially what you did recently with Halloween Havoc, which I thought that was really, yes, really that Halloween oh. Havoc uh, true show, I think a lot. I mean, I even got feedback myself after the show, not just from you, but a couple people actually, and were my friends, and they've started to listen in. And they've been listening in, and they called me up like on Wednesday and Thursday. said, oh, you did a great Halloween Havoc show. I mean, I can remember some of those matches, too. And they said, thanks, guys. I know you remember some of those. And it's a shame you talk about Halloween Havoc, though. I mean, that's one thing that WCW, with all the libraries that Vince has of all these old territories, however, hasn't come out with, like, the best of Halloween Havoc. He's done the best of Star Arcade. He's done the best of Clash of Champions. But he's never come out directly with, like, say, a best of Halloween Havoc or best of Super Brawl. And I hope he does, however, at some point, because I know there's going to be a lot of good DVDs coming out next year for the WWE, including the best of NXT Volume 1 and that. But uh, I think you got to have some more in the library, like the best of Halloween Havoc, the best of Super Brawl, 
the best of um, fall brawl, something like that, and make it more fun, you know? Certainly, without, without question, without question. <clears throat> Excuse me. And ladies and gentlemen, while we can also continue to wait here, uh, it is uh, now 9.48 p.m. on uh, Friday, November 6, 2015. We, of course, continue to wait for King NWO GTS to R.K. Smith and also the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, as they have not yet arrived from their uh, other uh, their other um, <clears throat> uh, 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 other appointments. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but um, but like I said, JD, JD and I, of course, like I said, are just uh, talking about uh, what we have done on the show, what we plan to do with the, on the shows here in, in the coming uh, in the coming days and coming weeks and all that. And it's all a bunch of uh, by all means, everything is great. Every single bit, bit of it is great. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. Call ID one three eight zero five five pound. Uh, if you doesn't want to chime in, press that one and uh, you know join join us here tonight. This is the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. WWS Revolution. I am of course Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, and currently on the line with me at this time the Iceman JD Jared Uh of course a 2015 Hall of Famer and one part of the team that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon <clears throat> at FairGunTalkShow.com. And speaking of Raw Radio. One of our people has now arrived. It is the one and only human suplex machine, John Gross. John has made it onto the chat box here on Revolution. Uh, and John goes, honey, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, John, we're, we're happy to have you on. Uh, Gerard has not yet arrived. Uh, but um, uh, I said, if we could just simply just do... Uh, you know, the rest of history and the birthdays, we'll go ahead and get that going here. If you want to go ahead and start bringing them here to us, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, po- we'll pose those on. And then afterwards, we'll do uh, – okay, he said yes, sir. Uh, what, I, what I like about you and uh, John, J.D., is the fact you're all very polite to me, and that's yes. why I appreciate that. So absolutely. Um, but, uh, but everybody is. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not chewing anybody out. No. Um, but uh, while he while he does that, uh, like I said, just wanted to continue to let you know that, uh, as of course JD mentioned while I was away a, a little while ago, if you I'd love to listen to any of the shows, past shows of the WWS Radio Network. Uh, of course, we have two ways you can do it now. The first way, of course, you can go to talkshow.com, type in one three eight zero five five for uh, archives of Revolution, one three eight five two one for archives of Wolfpack, one three eight nine eight two for Archives of Attitude Radio and one three eight seven four four for archives of Raw Radio, uh, and we and also if you care to listen to any of the promotions that I do personally for all the shows for all four shows, uh, please uh, please please uh, uh, and please feel free to to uh, to uh, <clears throat> listen in on, on that. Right, I would like to just go to talkshow.com, type in those numbers. And of course, as JD also mentioned, I did catch that too, JD. Uh, of course, our Facebook page, WCWS Radio Archives, uh, all the shows uh, that we have done is um, um, we have archives for all the shows, uh, links to all the shows on that page. If you, there's one particular one you want to listen to, um, <clears throat> and uh, we can, and like I said, just go back and listen to all that we have talked about in the world of professional wrestling. And like I said, just listen to everyone's points of view and you know, be blown away and be fascinated by it. And that page is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash WWS Radio History. Uh, and I think John's already getting a few uh, 
uh, um, uh, pieces of wrestling history and birthdays here. So let's go ahead and uh, go ahead and see what he's talking about, uh, what he's got here so far uh, for, for wrestling history for this date, November the 6th. Uh, 1994, AAA, Puerto Rico, and WCW all presented when worlds collide. Yes, Eddie Guerrero and Arbar the Love Machine against El Hilo Del Santo, and I forget who else it was held in Los Angeles. Chris Cruz and Mike Tenay were on the call at this LA Sports Arena. Uh, that was one of the only few times the late, great Eddie Guerrero and his famous partner, the Love Machine, Art Bar, teamed up together. And of course, sad to say, Art Bar would be gone a short time after this uh, at a very young age. Oh, my goodness, yes. As they're talking about Mike Tenay there, JD, he says, however, they had no involvement. But Mike Tenay was president of the show. It was his commentary debut. Yes, it was. Him and Chris Cruz, if you remember. Chris Cruz, for a time, was a WCW guy. He uh, called a few, I think, if I remember correctly, Cruz called a few WCW shows. I think he did Saturday night for a little while. He also did one or two WCW pay-per-views. But he wasn't a bad announcer. I mean, he was okay. But he was sort of like uh, what Scott Hudson would be later on, in the, in, uh, later on down the road. Whatever happened? Whatever happened to him? Scott Hudson. Last I heard, I mean, no, 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 no. Uh, the other, Chris, the Chris other, Cruz. I yeah. don't know. I'll have to find that out. Actually, I, 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 before the nights are, I'll try to look into that and see what we can find out on his uh, behalf. And uh, talking about, uh, what was going to say, uh, it's talking about dates in history. We're going to have a real good date in history coming up on Monday. You know, looking, if you look ahead, what the date's going to be on Sunday or when is it? Uh, Monday. It's gonna be a very yes. significant day in history. Absolutely! Oh my God, that that is that's gonna be uh, like I said, Raw Red is gonna be it's gonna be kicking on on uh, on Monday. I can't wait! Like I said, can't wait to hear what you got. Uh, okay, next up that what John has here. <clears throat> Seventeen years ago tonight, um, on this day, um, the Dudleys defeated Masato Tanaka and Balls Mahoney to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship for the fifth time in 1998. Okay, it was ninety eight. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And they're and they also in the process they had they they beat Public Enemy's record for the most ECW tag title runs. And of course after after later on, um, um, of course they would be they would blow the tag team divisions pretty much everywhere away. And it's funny yeah. about Tanaka and Mahoney. They also fought, if uh, you recall, maybe Hardcore Heaven 2000 in the opener at the Raven, Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I think I remember reading about that, yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, that, of course, ECW, of course, uh, brutal in, in, during the day, and during that time. And, yes. Uh, and of course, as I've said before, I said it again, WWE just really watered it down. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I think I think their version was definitely watered down. I'll be back in a second. Okay, no problem. <clears throat> And, uh, of course, while he steps well, I'll go ahead and continue to mention uh, our piece of wrestling history here. On this date in 2000, the right to censor, of course, uh, not a very popular stable in its own right, but they, however, defeated the Hardy Boys to win the WWE Tag Team titles. Three years later, we did lose a very funny person and a great competitor in the WWE. His name, and, of course, he was uh, his, his real name was Michael Lockwood, but a lot of people... In the wrestling community, remember him simply as Crash Holly. Crash Holly, of course, was was the one responsible for making the Hardcore Championship on a 24/7 basis. Uh, of course, he always walked around with the referee, and any time that a wrestler uh, that saw a Crash, 
you know, they they tried to they tried to uh, you know, uh take him down and uh, a referee would pin him and uh <clears throat> and and that person would end up winning the hardcore title. But Crash Holly was the one that came up with the with the uh, uh with you know, possibly uh with you know was the one that invented it. As John, as you put it there, but I'll start. I'll stop rambling here in a few minutes. Uh, <clears throat> also, ten years ago tonight, I believe 2005, Joey Styles, of course, the original voice of ECW, was the play-by-play announcer for Raw alongside the coach and Jerry the King Lawler. Says Styles took over the role held by Jim Ross when Ross was, in quotation marks, fired by the McMahons. Uh, on this day here on uh, November 6, 2006. Johnny Nitro won back his second Intercontinental title in a DQ match over Jeff Hardy. And also a birthday here today, here a 72nd birthday to the original world's strongest man, Kim Patera. Of course, Kim Patera wrestled pretty much all around. Of course, one noted one noted part time was, of course, in the AWA. Of course, I'm back. Uh, okay, uh, there you go. This is going to blow your mind, Chad. As I was coming back upstairs, my dad's watching the lot of MMA. Bobby Lashley was on. Oh! You should see how oh. he looks. He looks in like he's in phenomenal shape right now. But he's ripped. Oh, yeah, he is. That's... He is ripped, no doubt. Oh, man. No qu- oh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, let me go ahead and just, I think, I think we, you left off. Uh, we were talking about the ECW tag team title, title uh, runs here. After the Dudleys defeated Penante and Boss Mahoney in 1998, uh, I'll go ahead and, and go run, run for JD. I'll go and run it back, um, back here again. Sure. Uh, to 2003 on this date, and I'm sorry, 2000 on this date, the right to censor defeated the Hardy Boys to win the WWE Tag Team Titles. Uh, three years later, we would lo- we would end up losing, of course, uh, Michael Lockwood because everyone remembers him simply as Crash Holly. Yes. Uh, Yes, uh, um, sad way to sad way that we lost him. Uh, great competitor, I think he I think he has also competed for a little while in TNA, um, but uh, but uh, he was still tremendous. Uh, of course, uh, one note here John did make was he was the one that was responsible for creating the hardcore championship twenty four seven rule. Yes, uh, which I thought that was that was that was unique in its own right. Uh, Ten years ago tonight, of course, two thousand five, Joey Styles, the original. And one and only voice of ECW, my personal opinion, he was great in ECW. Oh, he's fantastic! And I mean, yes. you talk about JR. I mean, he was the JR of ECW. Exactly, was the play-by-play announcer for Raw alongside at the time it was Coach and Jerry the King Lawler, and Styles took over the role held by Jim Ross when JR was supposedly fired by the McMahons. That's that right. Time. Yes, that's correct. Yes, I, I do recall I that now. Yep. I remember that. Also on this day, 2006, Johnny Nitro would win back his second Intercontinental title in a no-DQ match over Jeff Hardy. Okay. <clears throat> and also, uh, one one birthday um, to note here, se- happy 72nd birthday to the one in the, the, to the original World's Strongest Man, Ken Patera. Oh, uh, wow. 72, yeah. Remember the Bobby Heenan family started out in the 70s, a fellow Olympian. Also, Birthdays today. Happy birthday to Maria Shriver, Arnold Schwarzenegger's ex-wife, 60, Sally Field, 69, Ethan Hawke, 45, and Emma Stone, 27. Oh, okay. Excellent. Some great moments. Great folks there in Hollywood and the news and all that. That's great. All right. Uh, of course, I talked about Ken Patera, of course, during his run. You mentioned, of course, the Heenan family, of course, in the AWA. 
some very noted matches. Of course, he was involved in some handicap matches with the uh, likes of, uh, at the time, Hulk Hogan and uh, Andre the Giant, but still. Uh, <clears throat> uh, also, he uh, uh, one thing that John D. Brown was about to deal with, the 24-7 hardcore rule, he said, I wish I would bring those days the 24-7 rule back. I remember that moment when the headbangers and Crash actually fought in an amusement park. Yes, I do. I do recall that it was it was a long time ago, but I do remember that. Uh, of course, here's some facts about Ken Patera. Ken Patera was arrested in April of 1984. They denied service at a McDonald's in Waukesha, Wisconsin, alongside Masa Saido. That's right. Ralph said something about it one night. I think I said it one day on Raw Radio. I think John was with me, and so was Greg. He talked about that story. Actually, that was a very very interesting story how he told it though, and. And I remember hearing that story. When I heard that story, it just gave you goosebumps a little. Right. Okay, they threw a rock through one of the restaurant's windows. He and Saido later attacked the policeman sent to arrest both him and Saido. Mm-hmm. Now, was this was this Mr. Saido? I believe so, yes, correct, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I'll make sure. That's the only Saido I've heard about in wrestling. Okay. Uh, they were convicted of battery on a police officer in August of 1985. The terror got two years in prison. He would return to the WWE in 1987. Patera would leave the WWE in early 1989. Yes, I, that's when I that's when I remember first hearing about him. And then the other thing I remember hearing, and I think it was in the AWA DVD, the spectacular legacy of the AWA DVD. However, I think mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, one of the first guys, and Ric Flair was part of this class too when uh, they went to Burns School back in 1972. Jim Brunsell was a member of that class. I think the Iron Sheik and even Ricky Steamboat. I mean, you talk about uh, we talk about the dungeon being a big thing. I mean, Vern's camp in Minnesota was no joke either. I mean, it was legit balls to the wall, very serious training, to say the least. Yeah, I had heard I had heard some uh, talk about that. Of course, greatest wrestling stars of the '80s DVD. Several of the wrestlers on that DVD actually talked about training up there. Uh, mm-hmm. um, of course, one of that I think that mentioned it was obviously Ricky Steamboat. Mm-hmm. So, saying how think how he got how he got it there was I think was. Uh, uh, through a correspondence and other, because his, um, uh, I think it was somebody. I, I think, like I said, that uh, he knew someone that was a roommate of Vern Gagne's daughter in college, and that's how he got the information on the wrestling camp that Vern Gagne was was holding. And he went to that, and then, of course, I think we all heard that uh, after the Iron Sheik while up while up at that camp was his trainer, and he put him to some vigorous uh uh so trying to think him and uh uh rock and roll Zuhoff and I think even jumping Jim Brunzel was two others I think. That was a, that was around the same time as Steamboat I think. But still uh, it was um, some brutal there's just some brutal uh training that, that that took place around that time. Uh um, um he even told a story about he would they would go training up in a uh, going up and down thirty flights of stairs uh, you know, um, even with doing the wheelbarrow effect down 30, 30 flights. Yeah, of yeah, that, 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 and I think they did. I, did, I think they had a. I don't. Yeah, it was that, and I think they had to have weights put on them or something like that. Yeah, it, it was tough, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, Niner Chicken, made it. He put them through some very brutal training during all that. Mm-hmm. Um, John, thank you very much, there, bud, for bringing this uh, those uh, wrestling piece of wrestling history and uh, and uh, birthdays. Uh, we still have not heard anything from King N.W.O.G.T.S. Gerard T. Smith. 
but I'm sure, like I said, we'll, we have like a little more, less than an hour, so I'm sure he'll be, he will, okay, and John said he will have no more histories and birthdays until tomorrow, so he may be planning on being on Attitude Radio tomorrow night, I'm not sure, but we'll have to, I'll have to check with Gerard on that and see. Yep. But, uh, <clears throat> but John, thank you very much for uh, sharing that here with us. Uh, 1-724-444-7444, call ID 138055-POUND. This is the Mothership Broadcast of the, of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw. Currently on the line with me at this time is the Iceman, J.D. Jerry Girolamo, from, uh, of course, WWS Raw Radio, which you can hear every Monday afternoon at 3 right here on TalkShoot.com. Of course, he's a 2015 Hall of Famer. And just making just, just making it in here uh, at the present time on the chat box tonight, one of, one of the guys now involved with Raw Radio, the human suplex machine, John Gross. Uh, well, gentlemen, uh, well, since we advertise, well, I think me, you, and John can can do this. I think that this will work out just fine. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dive right on in and talk. Shall we? I'll give you a second again. Sorry, I take this. I'll be back with you guys. Sorry, I'll be with you in two seconds. Okay. Okay. No problem, bud. No problem. No problem. Uh, uh, John, uh, if you care to to bring up a uh, moment in uh, wrestling history, uh, we will definitely you know talk about it. Uh, like I said, anything you want to talk about. A match, a particular moment. Uh, please feel free to bring it up, and I will be more than happy to talk about it. Ah, uh, yes, and ladies and gentlemen, the human suplex machine, John Gross, has brought up, of course, the the the, the story, of course, behind Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Uh, of course, uh, you know, pretty much in WWF around the same time. Uh, of course, first started both, you know, kind of similar in some respects, start, starting out, you know, in the tag team division. Of course, Bret Hart starting out with the infamous uh, Hart I'm Foundation. I'm back. Sorry, okay, sorry. excellent. Oh, no problem, J.D. John actually had a real good moment. We're going to talk about the story between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Um, he's got, of course, I was just run, run down to hear a few little facts. Of course, both started out in tag teams. Of course, Bret Hart started out with the infamous Hart Foundation with Jim the Anvil Nightheart, and of course, Matt the South, Jimmy Hart, managing them for quite for quite a bit. And of course, uh, Shawn Michaels started out with Marty Jannetty as part of the Rockers. Uh, had some great matches against one another. Um, of, course, we, of course, of course, the way they would separate, of course, it was a lot different than each other, but we all know what happened with the Rockers. Uh, and, uh, and, and of course, we all have heard about, you know, with the Hart Foundation as well. But both Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels have had tremendous singles careers, of course, both have been Intercontinental Champions. Uh, I believe, uh, <clears throat> of course, both were, uh, let me see, yeah, uh, um, both, of course, would also hold, you know, during their career, of course, tag team titles. Uh, um, uh, Bret Hart would be, I think, the, the very first King of the Ring, if I'm not too much mistaken. Uh, but, uh, of course, <clears throat> of course, the one match I think it really symbolizes uh, uh, the legacy of Bret the Hitman Hart and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels obviously would be the Iron Man match for the title at WrestleMania 12 in Anaheim, California. Uh, of course, um, it was a knock him down, drag him out match. Uh, of course, it, of course, it, of course, when there was no falls by the time the match ended. So, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, of course, at the time president of the WWF, ordered a uh, <clears throat> a sudden death. And we saw we saw Shawn Michaels doing a super kick on the Bret Hart, and Shawn Michaels rolling rolling up one two three, and then Boom Shawn Michaels wins the belt for the very first time. And of course we would see you know Shawn 
uh, hold that bell for uh, quite a while during, during the year um, and have a tremendous run with that. And, uh, and of course, other belts here in, in the WWF. Of course, Bret Hart took a different direction. Uh, of course, we, you know, uh, even after the match he had with Stone Cold at WrestleMania 13, his attitude and mood started to change, and uh, it was just uh, almost down there, downhill from there. Then, of course, we all know what, you know, Bret Hart. Of course, I got to mention Survivor Series '97 in Montreal. Screwjob would be another opportunity that would meet against one another, and of course, we all know what happened with that. Of course, Bret Hart ended up leaving the company after after being supposedly screwed out of the WWE. WWF Championship uh, uh, when uh, the referee prematurely rang the bell, I think at Vince McMahon's request. And, of course, uh, we all saw the, the, the finger right in the air for the Bret Hart when he said WCW. Uh, J- J.D., your overall thoughts are on uh, the story between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. When you talk about Shawn and Bret, I mean, there's so many. You can go back to the Hart Foundation, to the Rockers, to a their early years, to the Iron Man match, to Montreal, I mean, to re, uh, basically finally finding peace and understanding how after so many years of just uh, bitter hatred with the two of them, how are, what happened after Montreal. Um, it's a great DVD I have. It's called Greatest Rivalry is Bread and Sean, if you're not seeing it, it's a two-hour sit-down documentary with JR, and he talks about that and other things, how, and it is Really, one of the most uh, revealing sit-down interviews you'll ever want to watch. It's it's very informative. It's very interesting to hear all these great matches, past and present. I know they have had their differences over the years, how and they did have their creative differences outside of TV too. However, but uh, they've now found peace and understanding, and it seems like they've finally come to an understanding after so many years of bitter hatred and bitter dislike towards each other. However, that um, now you can say these two guys, however. We're Hall of Famers uh, midway through their career, however, and then everything turned upside down after the whole Montreal incident, and of course, of Brett's brother's own passing in his personal life. He had a lot of other things happen in his life. Sean, of course, missing a good bit of time from the ring after 1997, being out for close to four years, and not many people thought he would ever get back in the ring again and uh, resume his career, but he uh, somehow... uh, in a way, however, found a second coming, if you will. And by second coming, I mean he uh, kind of toned down his bad boy, uh, lovable persona. He was still that, however, but he wasn't the crazy guy he was back in the early part of his career. However, he found religion, he found God, and he kind of finally found peace with himself. And now both those guys have found peace with each other, and the fans have respected them even more now after what had happened with the whole incident uh, that went on during the Attitude Era. Certainly. Um, I shadowed that, and I couldn't put word, words couldn't be put plainer about that. Uh, John, your overall take, sir, on the story between Bret Hart and the heartbreak hit Shawn Michaels. I mean, I thought, uh, of course, uh, when Bret Hart returned to WWE for the first time, I think in I think what was it, twelve years? It was back in 2010. Yep, January 4, uh, 2010, Dane, Ohio. I remember that he was the guest host that night. And yeah. uh, a lot of people said, I mean, after the, I mean, after the Christmas holiday, I mean, I remember they announced it on Raw the week before. Everyone was like, "My God!" I mean, this is a, like a hoax. This, this is a story, and everyone at the time was looking online. And that whole week, everyone was like, "What's Sean gonna say? How's Brett gonna react to the fans? What's gonna be the tension like?" And the first few minutes of that night, I remember watching that show. I think we were all wondering if pins and needles, something would happen. And when Sean came out, he called out Sean. You're thinking, he's finally going to punch out Sean. He's going to really get up in his face. But 
they uh, had a nice 10, 15-minute conversation, and I think the fans uh, realized, Teller, that both had seen the air of their ways, and they came to an understanding. It was a very uh, touching moment, so to speak. Right, certainly. Uh, John also uh, Brent brought up this, uh, of course, like I said, uh, Dayton, Ohio, of course, was very bittersweet for Brett was because, if I'm not mistaken, that in that same building uh, in that same town was where he won the King of the Ring for the very first time back in 93. That is correct, Dayton, Ohio. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yes, right. right. The, Nutter, the Nutter Center, I think it was called. Uh, yes. Also, uh, John brings up, you know, Brett and Sean's story and tension in the backstage area had a whole lot of problems. It was frustration and also the whole Sean, Brett, and Sonny scandal. Yes. Okay, there was a situation involving uh, uh, them and also Sonny. Okay, and I think with Sean telling Brett that he's had sunny days, in quotation marks, on the Raw show. Yeah, he, he got in, but uh, like I said, that was a lot. That, I mean, he talked about that on the DVD with uh, JR and uh, how that all came about and that was, um, like I said, I mean, that whole 97 year was probably one of the best years of wrestling, not just in WWE, just but for all the federations. You had the first, very first ever ECW pay-per-view. You had the Monday Night Wars really getting heated up more and more with the NWO thing in the Cruiserweight division. You had the WWE with their big uh, guys, even though Sean was out for a little while because he took some time off of that very serious injury, however, which was one of his early ailments, however. You had the Austin uh, era suddenly kick off in succession. Certainly. Uh, and also, he said, because Brett indeed did have an affair with Sonny, who at the time was Shawn Michaels' girlfriend. There was some truth to that, yes, because I remember hearing, I think Shawn and uh, Sonny were seeing each other. I remember reading and hearing a story about it later on down the road. And um, I think this is well before he ended up marrying his lovely wife, Rebecca, now. And uh, at the time, however, I think the only people who knew about Shawn and Sonny together. However, before Sean, Brett kind of exploited or Sean maybe heard about that Brett maybe blabbed it out. I think the only people Sean may have told that he was seeing Sonny, I think, were Nash and Hall, if I remember hearing. Oh, okay, okay. Of course, the the click always stayed together around that point. Exactly. So that, uh, that was a, and, and John also said there was no reason for Brett and Sean to have coexisted in the same roof until a Survivor Series where they were trying to work the whole thing out. Uh also, he says they buried the hatchet before Survivor Series until Sean and Vince stabbed Brett Hart in the back again with the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, there was some truth to that, but not really, because I think, however, Sean, however, I mean, it said, however, I think Brett had sent the facts in already to WCW, however, and he kept telling Vince, no, I don't want to drop the belt. Vince kept telling him, you're going to have to drop the belt can if you're going to go to WCW. And Vince and him fought about that. And then there was some truth that uh, Sean and Vince and Hunter talked on the telephone, and I guess in the office at the time, about what was going on with Brett's contract situation. And the words were, however, well, if Brett's not going to do business, well, screw him. We'll make him do business, so to speak. I see. Okay. So, and of course, like I said, we all know what happened. Like I said, like I mentioned, after Survivor Series '97, that Brett would leave, and of course, he wouldn't pop up until a little bit later. Of course, on uh, WCW Monday Nitro, where of course he would start out as being the referee for the match between Zabisco and Eric Bischoff for Control Monday Nitro at Starcade '97. So, which also, which was also a pretty interesting match. Uh, I've seen Larry Zabisco back in the ring for I think for the first time in ages. Yeah, about was, five years, yeah. I think it was. However, that was at Starcade that year. Yep. Right, that's right, exactly. Because uh, I think he had 
decided to switch off from wrestling up until uh, doing announcing. I think he announced with so many guys, uh, of course, uh, with uh, I'm sure with Tony Schiavone and uh, Eric Bischoff and Bobby the Brain Heenan and uh, even Dusty. Gordon Sully in the early 90s, I think. Uh, Gordon he Sully was did some work with Dusty, too, I remember, too, however. And uh, the rules were, if you remember, however, I think it was, this was at the time when the NWO took over Nitro, however, and uh, Bischoff said, however, basically, however, if Larry loses, then the NWO gets Nitro. If Sabisco wins, then he gets to face Scott Hall at the next pay-per-view, and that's what the case was. It sold out in 98. Right, and I believe, if I'm not, we did we did discuss over the fact that what happened as a result of that, I think that was the one we talked about where Dusty Rhodes accompanied Zabisco to the ring to face Scott Hall, and then somewhere in, somewhere in, in that match, um, Dusty Rhodes ends up screwing Zabisco. That's right. That's correct, yes, because uh, yes. Scott was also with uh, Louis Spicoli at the time, and, of course, Louis Spicoli would be gone, uh, leave us a short time after that. He would pass away a few weeks after this, if you remember. Yes, I do. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, indeed. Yeah, he didn't live that long, of course. He wasn't involved with wrestling for very long either, but so it was... Well, he, he, had, a, he had a unique career. I mean, in the mid-90s, he was Rad Radford. I remember him watching that gimmick. Then in ECW, he tried to make it big, how I think becoming a member of Raven's Flock or Raven's Nest. He went to WCW. He thought he could try to resurrect his career, at least try to kick-start his career. And he did okay, but he wasn't really on, like, Nitro or Thunder. I mean, he was mostly a Saturday night guy. I mean, he would appear on Nitro once or twice, but they tried to make him an honorary member of the NWA like they did with Disco Inferno, and that, kind of, that was one of the few things that kind of flopped for both of those guys. Certainly, absolutely. And I see that we also have a guest. Guest number four has joined us here. And uh, welcome, I uh, guess, for the revolution. I am, of course, uh, and of course, Mr. WCBS Chad Henshaw here. I have the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Girolamo, as well as Human Supplies Machine, John Gross, on the chat box. Uh, uh, could you let us know who you are, please? Let me see if I can find out who this is. Uh, And it's Ralph. Ah, okay. Ralph, uh, our, uh, our one of our, of course, another member of the Raw Radio Broadcast team, the, uh, Mr. Ratslin, Ralph Atkinson, has joined us. Uh, I think he's going to try to switch over to his because he's got a he's got a, a, a talk show uh, ID, so he's probably going to try to, to log in through that. Uh, I think he won't let everyone know that he was that he was his, he made it on. So. Uh, we got three fourths of the, well, three fifths, I should say, of the team of yes. uh, of Raw Radio on here tonight. Uh, okay, I'm sure you've so formed should... uh, John uh, about uh, Gerard joining as the fifth member. I have. I'll have to mention that to him, John. I want to mention to you that as of earlier today, and Gerard actually brought it to my brought brought it to my attention, and uh, I've already made it official. Uh, Gerard is going to be joining you, JD, Ralph, and Gregory on Raw Radio starting next week. So and George I think he's even updated the banner as well on the and I even updated the pinned post on the Raw Radio page as well. So so it's been taken it, it's been fixed up and taken care of. Um but uh 
But it's going to be a very action-packed um, uh, Monday afternoon tonight. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Um, while we continue, while we wait for Mr. Rasson and Ralph Atkinson to make his way back onto the um, uh, chat box, I'll go ahead and take care of this. <clears throat> 1724-444-7444. That call ID is 138055-POUND. And this is the Mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, WWS Revolution. Um, and, of course, on the line with me at this time, I have the uh, almost JD, I did almost did it again. Oh my <laughs> it's okay. Uh, the, the, uh, the Iceman, JD, Jared DiGiromo, of course, uh, uh, um, 2015 Hall of Famer, as well as, of course, uh, two of his partners on the chat box here from Raw Radio, uh, the human space machine, John Gross, and uh, he should be returning here momentarily. Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson, will be back on. Uh, okay, and we, okay, let me see who. It seems we have somebody else. Uh, uh, unless this is, unless this is Ralph logging in, I'm not sure. Uh <clears throat> But we'll we'll try, we'll try to find out here momentarily uh, who this is. Oh, it is okay. Guest five is also Ralph. Uh, apparently, he he's having difficulty. Uh, Ralph, won't you just stay right here, but on as as this, and uh, we'll 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 get your we'll we'll work on your uh, your user ID thing on talk to. Just stay on here with us right here, but just like this. But uh, and since you since you told us it was you, so that's okay. Uh, I hope he does stay on because, I mean, like I said, we have a good four-pack here now. Um, well, we did talk about one moment here tonight, here, ladies and gentlemen, of course, about Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Um, of course, uh, King NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, apparently he must have had something else happen, so he didn't make it. Apparently he's not going to be making it on here tonight. Um, so, uh, so with, like I said, J.D., uh, John, and Ralph, I think what we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and do We've got like less than 40 minutes to kill here on the show. I think what we'll just go ahead and do is just do some of our infamous wild and wicked fantasy matchups. Um, so that way we can go ahead and uh, we can go ahead and take care of that. And uh, John and Ralph, be thinking of some matches for us to talk about, and we'll bring it up. Uh, JD, I'll let you go ahead and take it here. And go first. Um, and I, as always, you know the sky's the limit. So going right ahead, please. All right, we're going to do a strongman match. Right, we were talking about Kenny Patera earlier, so we're going to do Ken Patera versus Brock Lesnar. Oh, the original world's strongest man versus uh, um, the beast, beast in, the beast incarnate. Uh, yes. Uh, I think I think um, for to make it a little bit sweeter, JD, I think we've got to have the respective managers in each corner. Bobby Heenan will go for Kenny Patera, and of course Paul Heyman for Lesnar. Yes, indeed. Uh, John's already saying Lesnar will pull the win off in this. Uh, me, oh, this is a tough one. This is an absolute tough one. Uh, you know, I do respect, like I said, all the legends here big time, but I got to say, you know what, and, and Ralph is saying Ken Patera will pull the win off of this. Uh, you know, I, you know, I'm going to take it on track because like we're all having good fun here. I'm going to say Patera will pull, pull, pull the win off here in this. Uh, J.D., your thoughts on your match here, Ken Patera versus Brock Lesnar? I'm going to take Patera. I think Patera can do it. I mean, it's going to be tough, but I think Patera, just being strong as he is, is going to just eke it out against, uh, let's say, the Beast, let's just say. Yeah, and also I will emphasize a couple of interesting moments for Patera in the WWF was, I think, WrestleMania four. I think when they had the little battle royal for the trophy, 
Yes. I think he was involved in it. And I think also at SummerSlam, I want to say SummerSlam 88, yeah. he faced off against Bad News right. Brown. And, and, and he almost dominated. Uh, I think, well, I think at one point, uh, Bad News Brown actually, before he had a chance to take his ring jacket off, kind of was pummeling Patera. And then I think uh, Patera uh, um, actually cut that, cut that short and just, and terrifying guys, jacket off, and he just wailed all over, all over Banners Brown. But apparently, Banners Brown got got the deuce and uh, got got the a pretty impressive win over Patera in that. So, um, uh, JD, great match here, by the way. There, guy, uh, 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 John and Ralph, like if you got any matches, please bring bring them up here to us, and we'll and we'll definitely talk about it. Um, and John, earlier when I was talking about Gerard's addition to Raw Radio, he said, "What a team!" So yes. No question, no question. Uh, while they're doing that, I guess I'll go ahead and pull mine up here. Let me see what let me see what I've got here. Uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, going to kind of jumble up what I did before. I did a tag team match of power pitting two strong men versus two other strong men. Um, I think what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to do it like this. I'm going to team up the Ultimate Warrior and Brock Lesnar. Versus, hmm, and I'm going to kind of tweak it here a little bit. I'm going to say Bobby Lashley and Snitsky. Hmm. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. So, uh, John and Ralph, be thinking about that. Uh, Ultimate Warrior and Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley and Gene Snitsky. Uh, JD, your thoughts on this tag match? I'm going to take Warrior and, uh, Lesnar. Okay. Uh, John and Raph, uh, your thoughts about who you think will pull this win off? Uh, and they got their matches up there, too, but we'll get finished talking about this. Me, I would say, mm, and Ralph and John both say Warrior and Lesnar. I guess I'll go ahead and say the same thing. Warrior and Lesnar pull the win off in this, okay? Uh, John's got a very impressive uh, tag team match here. Um, and this would, be, this would be pretty interesting. Um, Demolition versus the Ascension. Which one is it? Demolition versus the Ascension. Woo! I want to take okay. Axe and Smash. You'll take Demolition on that, okay? Uh, and and Ralph was, uh, and, and Ralph brought up about the match I made here. Said this Spitsky got the baby. He had two. <laughs> okay. Um, Oh yeah, because of, this, of, the, of the angle between him and Kane over Lita. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, John and Ralph both say demolition on this, and uh, you know what? It's no contest. I'm definitely also going to say uh, demolition as well. Uh, of course, uh, very impressive uh, tag team championship win at WrestleMania Six over Andre the Giant and Haku. And of course, the night also we saw Andre the Giant turn once again turn face, which was which was great. Uh, Ralph has got an interesting one here. Uh, Jimmy Jack Funk taking on Sam Houston. Ooh, Jake the Saint's brother-in-law. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sam Houston is related to Jake the Saint. Yeah, and uh, Sam Houston's a very good friend of mine on Facebook. I'm trying to get him. I'm trying to see if I can maybe get him booked on our uh, Raw Radio show. If I can try to maybe squeeze him in. Who, Sam Houston? Yes. Oh, that that'd be great. Uh, yeah. You let me know when you do that. I definitely want to be on there and listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. definitely. All right. 
Absolutely. Uh, Ralph and John, what do you think here? Jimmy Jack Funk taking on Sam Houston, what do you think? Uh, and while you bring us the answer, uh, J.D., uh, your thoughts here? Jimmy Jack Funk taking on Sam Houston. Sam Houston. Yes. And, and and John is saying Sam Houston. Now, Ralph is saying that he can also talk with talk to him, too. So, okay. okay. And he's also, he's also saying Sam Houston. Okay. So, so hey, like I said, uh, I, hey, that'd be great. Like I said, that'd be great to have a, you know, have have, have someone. And we might, and you know what? If you do that, JD, that will mm-hmm. be the coolest thing. You have to, you would have to try to dedicate a majority of the show to, to to him. Oh yes, definitely, definitely. We're gonna yeah. talk about like uh, some like uh, old legends like Crusher Khrushchev and Nikita and the Koloffs and Dusty and all that such. It's gonna be quite a con, quite a chat. Yeah. And it's talking about the Battle Royal WrestleMania 4, I believe Sam Houston was also a part of that, too. That's right. Wow. Yeah, I was in the WWE for a brief cup of coffee. That's right. And John, I mean, Ralph actually said he's returning to the ring, he believes, tonight. Must be some independent show. Hmm. How old is Sam Houston? Uh, he's got to be in his 50s, I'm thinking. Hold on, I'll tell you right now. I'm going to think it up. Hold on. I'm working on also my high school report here for the last one of the year. They got creamed tonight anyway, 56 to 7. That reminds me of a school that just started uh, that just started with their football team around here and against the, against a school that's been around in this area for a long time. Uh, Ralph, J.D. Ralph saying he is 52. Yeah, I, that sounds about right to me. Let's see here. Sam Houston, hold on, I'll tell you in a second. I think that is right. Wrestler... Wrestler. Ah, uh, oh, right, yeah, he is. He just he just turned fifty two. Uh, uh, just last month, believe it or not. Oh, okay, just last month. And he okay, was actually so. married. To, he was also actually at one point married to Bob. Baby, yeah, can't say it, baby doll. Oh, okay. That's why he was with Tully Blanchard and Dusty Rhodes. Yes. I guess and, what I thought. Okay. His father was Grizzly Smith. Jake is Saint Robert's father. And uh, let's see here. I'm looking at his bio right now. Uh, he returned to the independence in the GWE, OWE, and others in 2007. He's been arrested numerous times with his ex-wife. Uh, Roberts, uh, his ex-wife Roberts claiming that he had an average of two DWI arrests per year for the past 10 years before he was sent to prison. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, of course, now he's still trying to uh, uh, make amends here and wrestle in the, um, on, on the independent circuit, apparently. So. Yes. He's still trying to stay strong. Kind of reminds me of what we were talking about with guys like Norton and Scott Steiner and all this. Mm-hmm. Mm, so that's, hey, they can still go. Hey, let them do it. There exactly. You go. Exactly. Um, like I said, uh, we'll continue our next round here in just one second uh, while I take care of this. Uh, 1-724-444-7444. Call D one three eight zero five five pounds You're listening to the Mothership Broadcast of the WCWS Radio Network, WCWS Revolution. I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back with you here this evening. Joining me on the line tonight is one of the hosts that brings you Raw Radio every Monday afternoon at 3RRHomeTalkShow.com, the Iceman J.D. Jerry Geraldo, a 2015 Hall of Famer. And on the chat box here tonight, uh, of course, two of uh, J.D.'s partners from Raw Radio, the human supposed machine John Gross, and <clears throat> Mr. Rasson, Ralph Atkinson, has joined us as well. Uh, John and Ralph, anything? There's a couple more matches that we can do. Uh, JD, go ahead. If you have none to present, please do so. All right. Next, we're going to go, let's see here. Okay. We're going to go, 
Uh, let me think here. Okay, we're going tag team here. Let's go uh, the team of uh, Mike Awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, his partner will be, uh, let's see here, uh, Raven, because they were teammates at one time in ECW. And we'll put them up against the team of Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose. Oh, Mike, uh, Mike Awesome and Raven versus T- Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Uh, very and, hard, and it's going to be hardcore rules, too. And a hardcore and hardcore rules, yes. hardcore rules tag team match to boot as well. Yes. Uh, John, John and Ralph, be letting us know what you think about this match here. Mike Awesome and Raven taking on Ambrose and Reigns. John's already seen Reigns and Ambrose to pull the win off in this match. Um, and while and while we wait for Ralph to say his answer, JD, your thoughts on on your match? Please. I'm gonna say Awesome and Raven. Okay. And 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 Ralph agrees with you, JD. He also says Mike Awesome and Raven will pull the win off here. Um, this is going. This would be a, definitely a tough one to call. Um, it'd be back, kind of a back and forth thing here, to say the least. Because uh, all four men could definitely deliver the punishment. No, no pun intended. Uh, you know what? I'm going to have to probably say. I want to say Reigns and Ambrose. Is, as well, so I'm gonna agree with John on this, so it's kind of a tie here. But hey, that's that's not bad. That's that's happened here uh, many many times when we do the fantasy table pay per views or just a, your typical wild and wicked fantasy matchups. So there you go, uh, John and Ralph. If you have any matches here for us, there, gentlemen, please feel free to go ahead and bring it here to us, and we'll go ahead and talk about it. And of course, while they do that, I will bring up. I will definitely uh, bring one up here uh, for me. Uh, Hmm. Well, bring up Mike Awesome. Uh, we do have I've used him many, many times in a lot of our matches. I'm going to do a one-on-one in which I'm going to do Mike Awesome taking on... Oh, that's... Well, let's make it a triple threat. I'm, I'm, this will be kind of interesting. Mike Awesome versus Bret Hart versus The Rock. Oh, that is a good one there, yes. Yes, uh, J.D., your thoughts on this triple threat? Mike Awesome, uh, Bret Hart, and The Rock. Bret Hart. Bret Hart, okay. Um, you know, I'm going to have to say the same thing there, too. I'll have to say Bret Hart as well. Uh, John and Ralph, uh, just, uh, your thoughts on this uh, triple threat? Uh, Mike Awesome taking on Bret Hart and taking on The Rock. Uh, your thoughts on this? John says The Rock would pull it off, and Ralph says Mike Awesome. Okay, uh, so two for Bret Hart and one for The Rock and one for Awesome. Okay, that was awesome. Okay, I'm just big. <laughs> I can't do this as bad. Uh, John's already got another match lined up. He's got the current Intercontinental Champion KO Kevin Owens versus X Pac. Hmm. hmm. Interesting. Uh, JD, your thoughts? KO versus X Pac. Pop up power bomb. Simply said, how I saw X Pac are going down. Ah, going with KO on this, okay. Uh, John and Ralph, your thoughts here? KO taking on X-Pac. And John says, in dedication to Gerard, pop-up powerbomb. Okay, so he's going with you and saying KO on this as well. Uh, Ralph, your thoughts here? Uh, And he's going with X-Pac. And me, this would be a a tremendous match. This would be a back-and-forth thing. 
I want to say draw, but of course, as they say, there must be a winner. Uh, I'm going to have to say KO on this. He does bring it. He, he'll definitely sneak up the pop up power by Monty at any time. So that's, that's without question. Uh, Ralph, if you have a match here for us, bud, just go ahead and bring it here to us, and we'll go ahead and uh, talk about it. What was the match? Oh, he he he's still at, he's he's still okay. I'm just, I'm just okay. I didn't know if he has match yet. That's why I'm just reading my uh, typing up my uh, post game report, my final report of the year. Oh, well, do you submit that into a newspaper or something? No, surprisingly, one of the things I should, however, because I've been doing this uh, covering. I mean, we have our own Facebook page. It's called the North Hills Rowdy Rooters. How we've been on the news on the local news here, and then the papers here in Pittsburgh. However, the years we've had a lot of the TV reporters, however, get us on TV, and then we have sirens and. Uh, uh, boat horns and everything. I and mean, we're the twelfth man on the hill. We bring our own beer to the game, which is nice. We don't even go into the game. We just stay up on the hillside and watch it. We have like sometimes twenty, thirty people watching the game. Oh, okay, okay. Well, hey, that, that's that's with a lot of high schools these days mm-hmm. with the high school football thing. So yeah, I've seen I've seen that happen many, many times. But anyway, well, I was, the story I was telling you before was that that the one the, the one school that just started here not too long ago was facing up against a school that's been around for a long, long time. I happened to be be at this game whenever this this took place, but not for like for like maybe like the first half of it because the other half uh I didn't stay for the other half. I actually went home because I was having some uh I was having some problem knee problems at the time and I couldn't stand for a long period of time. Sure. Um but uh I heard that, that my that it was my old album order, by the way, defeating this new school Seventy-six zero. Yeah, tonight there was a playoff uh, game here in Pittsburgh that went seventy to six. Mm, so yeah, I mean, yeah, especially all the football games have gotten big scores here these days. Yep. So yeah, uh, Ralph has got his up right here. Okay. Oh, he's got a good one. This is going to be a street fight, and it's going to be Terry Funk taking on Classy Freddie Blassie. Nice. Uh, J.D., your thoughts? Terry Funk versus uh, Classic Ray Blassie in a street fight. Terry Funk. Okay. Uh, Ralph and John, your thoughts here on uh, who you think would win this street fight between Terry Funk and, uh, we'll say, the future manager of Hulk Hogan and many, many others, uh, Classic Freddie Blassie? Uh, I'm going to say Funk as well. Uh, Terry Funk still kicking. Um, and John says Terry Funk. Mm-hmm, and 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 okay, and this is interesting. I never heard him call this. Uh, uh, Ralph said the vampire Freddie Blassie. I remember hearing something about that. How I don't know how that came about, but we'll have to find out. I don't know all the details. Right, but he was one time known as the vampire. I think so. I don't remember. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, okay. All right, thank you very much, sir, J.D. Uh, <clears throat> well, let's see. I think we've all done We've all done this one round here the second time. I think we'll go around here one more time. Uh, and uh, John and Ralph, of course, as always, be thinking of uh, some some uh, matches here for us. And while you do that, uh, J.D., uh, okay, uh, Ralph says, he says, yes, when 
when uh, Freddie Blassie was WWA world champion and also when he was on the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, he was on one episode. I can't remember which episode it was. Yeah, um, uh, sometime, I can't remember what year it was and what the episode was, but I'll have to find it. If I can find that clip, I'll have to look in and maybe send it to you. Okay, yeah, that, yeah that, 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 definitely, that definitely, if you find the... I do remember he was on that show. I remember reading about that. I just didn't know which episode it was, but, yeah, but I didn't know he was referred... That might have been the character he played on the show then. I it could have been. It might have been. I mean, I mean, Dick Van Dyke, of course, was very revolutionary during his day. So, I mean, there was one episode of that I do I remember, even though it was long before I was ever born. But, uh, I mean, there was one episode that was so funny. I won't talk about it now, but it was, it was hilarious. Uh, John's already got one up, let's, and we got to talk about this. And this, this was great. A UFC match. Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar. One more time. Kurt this Angle time, versus Brock Lesnar. This is going to be good. One more time in a UFC match. J.D., your thoughts on this match? Lesnar. You're thinking, you're thinking Lesnar in the octagon here, okay. Uh, John and Ralph, are you thinking about who you think would win, pull off this win? Uh, this kind of reminded me of the match they did in the, in the WWF called the Lion Bend matches. That was, that was some great matches there. Um, no, I gotta say Lesnar too. John is saying Kurt Angle, and Ralph is also saying so. It's kind of a tie here. Me, you, JD say Lesnar. Uh, John and Ralph both say Kurt Angle. Okay, John, great match here, bud. Uh, Ralph, we think of another match here. Uh, <clears throat> let's see, uh, JD. I think uh, you haven't gone around. You haven't gone. You have to get you to go around. I went ahead and did John next, but so you go ahead and, and uh, you take care of the next one here, bud. Okay, our next match will be, all right, we're going to go another hardcore match. We'll go, uh, this is going to be a good one. The team, uh, this is going to be a six-person hardcore match now. Sandman, Dean Ambrose, and Terry Funk versus Raven. Uh, Let's see, we're going to have to put someone in with Raven in a hardcore rules. Tommy Dreamer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna say Rob Van Dam. Oh, a hardcore six-man tag team match here, uh, uh, gentlemen. Uh, and this is pitting. Um, and so that way, JD, I, I don't get it confused here. Right. Uh, I believe you said the first team consisted of uh, Ambrose, yes, Raven, and the Sandman. Correct. Okay. And the second, and the second one was. Uh, Tommy Dreamer, RVD, and who was the third one in that team? And the third person in that was, uh, uh, I can't remember. Uh, I just had it. I think I said Terry Funk, didn't I? I, I believe said, you did. Yeah, it was Terry, I yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, it was Terry Funk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tommy Dreamer, Terry Funk, and RVD. Okay. Uh, uh, John and Ralph, you think about who you think would win this uh, hardcore six-man tag? Uh, JD, your thoughts on this match, please. Sam Man's team wins it. Okay. Now, guys, I also have to say the same thing. I'll say Sam team would pull the victory, pull off the victory in this. Uh, John and Ralph, uh, and and Ralph is saying Dreamer Funk and RVD would pull the win off in this. Huh. That would be an interesting trio right there in itself. Is RVD wrestling anywhere at this time? 
I don't think so, but they have talked about him coming back at one point. Yeah, I was, yeah. I mean, he was on a limited schedule to WWE as well, though, right? Right. You know, right. I, I, be, I mean, he could. I mean, this is crazy to think it though, but he could show up. I'm just saying this is a possibility now. He could show up maybe at. Um, I don't know. Could you have him maybe show up at say the Rumble this year? Could be. He did. He did a surprise one before. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, why not? And off 2016 with a huge bang in the WWE pay-per-view division there. So there you go. Uh, 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 and Ralph said it was a little bit as he had heard. And, of course, um, Ralph is saying, possibly what about the Survivor Series tournament for the belt? That could be a possibility, yeah, in Atlanta. You could see that happen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure RVD couldn't pass up the chance to hold. So I don't think he's – no, he hasn't held the big belt. No, he, he the only time he won the belt, however, was when he fought John Cena, however, and then the big show defeated him a few weeks later, and that was back in 06. Right, and then, of course, obviously it became the ECW belt when ECW was formed. Right, pretty much. that's right. Yes. That's right. And they used the old belt for a while, and then eventually they brought up that humongous piece of silver that uh, looked kind of funky. Which actually, I have a replica of that belt, by the way. Nice. Yes, very nice. As well as a replica of the ECW tag belt and a WCW tag belt. My friend has the Divas belt, actually, and he's getting the NXT belt. Ooh, okay. I also had an Intercontinental belt, but I gave it to somebody, but they ended up giving it to a family member because they also were a wrestling fanatic. It was a, it was a kid's, it had its own wrestling belt bag. It said raw on the front of it, right. and it's and it was a kid's version of the intercontinental belt, not not the one, um, not the white one. No, not not the white one. The my friend one. has that one. He has autographs on it from like guys like Steamboat and Shawn Michaels, and that he uh, fought that a few years ago. When we went to New Orleans. He took that with him to New Orleans. I don't know how he got it on the plane and even in his suitcase, but he brought that damn thing with him, and I saw it, and I mean, I held that thing in my hand. I could not believe how nice this thing was. It was beautiful. Oh my goodness! And also, uh, this this was the purple. This was the purple one, by the way. Oh, I remember that. Wide, okay, yeah, yeah, the purple one. I remember now. Okay, yeah. The mm-hmm. wide, the wide shield in the middle. Yep. And this one actually had a nameplate on. This one had Jeff Hardy's name on it. Nice. So, yeah, but like I said, I gave it to somebody, but they gave it to somebody else for their birthday. A relative for their birthday, a young relative. But hey, but that's that's all right. That's cool. Exactly. Yes. Um, um, anyway, John, uh, this match of JD's a hardcore title belt, a hardcore hardcore title belt, hardcore six man tag. Uh, that'd be great, but uh, yeah. hardcore hardcore six man tag. Um, Dreamer Funk and RVD versus Sandman Raven and Dean Ambrose. Who who do you think would win this match, John? And Ralph say he has a friend of his that has an old WWF US title belt. Are you talking about? Uh, he's okay. He's saying Sandman, Raven, and Ambrose for the win off of this. Uh, Ralph, are you talking about WWF or WCW? Because if it was an old one. It would have to be WCW. Or no, no, no. He said the real WWE, the real WWE US title. Okay. At least it wasn't the Spinner one that John Cena had. So. Uh, a lot of people even thought that was one of the that was another belt that was a joke right there in itself was the Spinner US title. Wait a minute, he says the one that 
Anderson held. Are you talking about in the NWA U.S. title, Ralph? That's got to be what he's talking about. He's got to be discussing it, yeah. Because, I mean, are you talking about the NWA belt? Oh, no, no, no. He's saying it's the one that Mr. Kennedy, when he was, Mr. Anderson, when he was Mr. Kennedy in WWE, the one that he held. I didn't think that belt changed that much, though, did it? I don't think so. Other than the WWE logo, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, but still, that belt, ever since Stephanie McMahon introduced it, with the exception of the spinner belt that John Cena introduced for a short time, that belt hadn't really changed. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I mean, no. to me, it hasn't. I mean, the only one that really has, the only two that's really changed over time, well, the only three, I should say, for WWE would be the world belt. And the Intercontinental Belt, obviously, and they went back to the old design for it, uh, and the tag belts. Mm-hmm. Well, they've changed the tag belts numerous times, but uh, um, <clears throat> um, okay, okay. Uh, well, uh, Ralph, thank you for that input there, right there, bud. Uh, uh, JD, of course, great match here is a great six-man hardcore rules match here. Uh, John and Ralph, if you have another match here, go ahead and uh, bring it here to us. Oh, I got an interesting story. I just read how I was going to make uh, everyone uh, interested. How there's talk, however, now apparently the TNA at one point. I'm trying to get the information right now. Uh, mind you, however, that it says here the Wrestling Observer newsletter reports that TNA's most recent offer to Alberto Del Rio was in the $300,000 range. It would have allowed him to work the Indies in Mexico. Obviously, this deal is before he signed with WWE. Conan recently said that Del Rio's WWE deal is over. Over four hundred fifty thousand. So obviously, Del Rio couldn't couldn't resist more money. Apparently, exactly. Exactly. That's why he went back to WWE. Yep. Uh, So yeah, yeah. But they said that uh, he's going to be making a a wheelbarrow full of money. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, no question. I'd love to get my hands on a lot of that Mm -hmm. money. Yeah. Uh, Ralph and John, like I said, be thinking of another uh, uh, fantasy matchup before we end the night. Um, and uh, while you do that, I'll I'll think about I'll think about another one here. Uh, mm, mm. Uh, Joel John's got oh John's got a great one. Ric Flair taking on Seth Rollins. Hmm. J.D., your thoughts on this? Nature Boy versus the future of WWE? I think Ric Flair teaches Mr. Rollins a lesson here. Uh, I would have to agree. I would say Flair would pull this win off as well. Uh, Ralph and John, who do you think would pull off a win in, this, in these matches? Ralph saying the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. Oh, no doubt about it. Uh, John, who do you think would pull the win off here? John says, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to buy in. So he's going mm-hmm. with Ralph. Okay, there you go. Um, and Ralph, do you think I have another match here? And while I put, pose uh, one more here, uh, I don't know if they actually competed against each other back in the day, but I'm going to do this. And this is going to be 
an old, this is going to be an uh, old school versus old school, so to speak, one-on-one match. I'm going to pick the Macho Man Randy Savage versus Bob Backlund. Oh, this would be good. This is good. Uh, JD, your thoughts here, Macho Man versus Backlund? I think Backlund and Arnold Skolin get the win here. Okay. Uh, Ralph and John, your thoughts who pulled off between Randy, Macho Man Randy Savage and... Uh, uh, and I think he was a simply called All-American uh, Bob Backlund. There you go. Yes. Uh, Ralph is saying Backlund to pull the win off of this. John is saying Randy Savage to pull the win off of this. Uh, and JD, I think you said Backlund as well. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Both great competitors, and you know, rest in peace, of course, Macho Man Randy Savage, great competitor all the way. In my personal opinion, bar none. Uh, along like you said, Flair, Hogan, and all those other guys. But I'm going to actually stay stick stick. Uh, stick around with the All-American here, and I'm going to say Bob Backlund. Uh, of course, he came back in pretty good shape during the time I think they were doing the one th- during leading up to the 1,000 episodes of Raw, and I think when, when didn't Backlund come out there and uh, and uh, uh, it wasn't an official match, but he went out there and kind of whipped Heath Slater a little bit. Yeah, he, uh, he, taught, he, he taught, yeah. That's when Heath Slater was on this uh, whole, and was sort of trying to become the new legend killer in a way. He was taking all these legends, like, uh, I think it was, uh, let's see, who was it? Tonka, Backland, uh, one Tonka room was involved in it. What's that? I think Tatanka was involved in it. Yeah, Tatanka was involved, as I said. Uh, Backland wrote one of the Road Warriors, and, uh, I forget who else was involved with it, though. I mean, it, it, and he yeah, just did this kick for a while, and then they kind of buried him after that. And, you know, it's funny we mentioned uh, Slater. I know, I think it was a few weeks ago, he thought he was going to go after the U.S. title, however, facing Cena, however, and they showed a picture of him in the back getting ready to go out there, however, and then he got real upset when he found out, however, that it wasn't him that he was going to get the shot, however, and that's when Del Rio took the shot, and he kind of really felt upset about that and betrayed, in his words. Oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, I remember some of the guys that Slater went up against uh, uh, during the Legend things. It was I know Rikishi was one. I know Sid. I know Vader. Um, um, let me see. Uh, 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 Road Warrior Animal was another yep. one I mentioned. Um, um, of course, the, the on the night itself. Um, oh, that's right. And the only the only one he actually defeated was Doink the Clown. That's right. Uh, and of course, DDP came out there behind behind that, and uh, he Slater did 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 DDP bang along with DDP, and you know DDP was acting like he was all cool. That all of a sudden he yep. gave Slater the diamond cutter. That's right. Um, and then of course, by, and then of course another one like I said we mentioned Backlund wasn't an official match. I think he Slater just actually had a match. Yeah. It was, it was to qualify for Money in the Bank. I think against Sin Cara. Sin Cara defeated him, mm-hmm. and. And he said he said he defeated any, any former champion. He called out Kane, Cena, Jericho, and all that. All of a sudden, here comes Bob Backlund, and Bob Backlund just instantly put on the crossface chicken wing on there, and he had it on tight. Mm-hmm. He really had that on tight. No, yep. no, no question. Yes. Um, I swear though, but I'm not trying to doubt you. I swear I don't remember seeing Tatanka during that whole run. I thought he was. I'll have to see if I can find it. I know he came out one time. I I'll have to, I know it was. I I'll have to see. If, let me see if I can find it. Or you think about old school Raw? Yeah. Now he did during that. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. But I think he teamed up with somebody. 
But yeah, he came out during that point. I thought that might have been earlier that year. I'm not sure. Yeah, it might have been. That's what I'm thinking now. Or I think okay, right. yeah. Yeah, but but some of the, like I said, Rikishi was there. And, of course, the one Rikishi was kind of unique because his sons, of course, the Usos came out there and did the two cool dance with him, with the hats and everything like yes. that. And so it was Jeez. kind of sweet. Yeah. In fact, seeing uh, the Tatanka, let me see. Hold on a second. Later. I know they just signed him to a Legends deal, I think. Tatanka? Yes. Oh, so he could be probably making an appearance or two. Here okay, here we go. Heath Slayer versus w- the WWE Legends. I found it. It's about okay. ten and a half minutes. I think he'll have different matches of each one. I oh. know Lita fought Heath Slater one time, and they really rode him hard on that one. That was that was that was the one thousandth episode of Raw when that happened. When yes. That happened. Yes, and Lita and Lita did the twist of fate, and then she did the uh, Lita salt. The, uh, Elite Assault right there on oh yeah. and, and, and and of course with the help of the APA who came out there then of course all the legends that Slater, that Slater came in contact with during the whole week leading up to that night so yeah so yeah, I do I do recall that and of course JBL once again you know he really did because I think he had problems with his with his shoulder or something he did the clothesline the infamous clothesline from Hades yes that's right exactly. That was a, that was one of the most brutal clotheslines I have ever seen. Oh, it's, it, every time I watched it, you're like thinking, "Oh God, it's gonna just—it's not gonna bode well for him." No, no. I've only seen him do it twice here recently. Uh, of course, the time when the Ascension came out there, of course, to badmouth the NWO, and then all of a sudden JBL gets up from his uh, from his uh, announced chairs, and then he. Uh, Says he may have made a little phone call to someone he knows very well, and it turns out he pulls a shirt up and there's an APA T-shirt. And um, without question, he here comes uh, Ron Simmons, the Hall of Famer, and and they and uh, then of course here comes the New Age Outlaws, and then the Outlaws start whipping the tail of the Ascension. Um, but uh, the, of course that led to a match, I think a kickoff match for one of the pay-per-views that year. I believe. The Rumble. The, the, that was the, the rumble. rumble. That was the rumble in Pittsburgh. I was at that show, and that was actually, the yeah, because if you remember, two weeks before, that was the same night. However, that happened in Dallas. However, is when the when Hall and Nash showed up. However, and uh, I guess uh, Sean walked in and called uh, Hunter Finch, uh, Hunter Finch Jr. and and then that's when uh, Mizdow was uh, pretending to be uh, X Pac, if you remember. That's and then right. he I, says, "What kind of you a uh, place you, when Nash says, oh, what kind of place you run around here?'" And Hunter tries not to laugh. Big scary starts laughing. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> In fact, I, I'll find I, that is still one of the funniest things I've ever seen on Raw. In fact, I had that clip sent to you a while back. I'm gonna have to resend it to you again because it is so funny. Oh yes, without question, without question. Well, Ralph has one more fantasy match. We'll go a little bit over eleven o'clock tonight. That's quite a while. We have done that before. And he's got an excellent one here to close out the show. Baron Von Rasky. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. And uh, that's Bert. all you need to know. A guy from a, a guy who had a real, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say personal issue, but, I mean, he had his, I mean, he had some, like I said, his fair share of critics, but uh, he was a tough guy in the ring. He was an All-American at the University of Nebraska. Oh, okay. I believe and he was a two-time All-American uh Ralph said something about talked and I and uh, John talked about him one afternoon with Greg on the show and Jordy came on and we were discussing Barrett for quite a bit. Okay, and in this match of Ralph's, he's taking on JBL. 
Oh, good pick here. This is good. This is probably the best one we've had all night. I'm thinking the yeah. Baron. Okay, and John is saying JBL will pull the win off here. Uh, Ralph, who do you think pull off between Baron Vaughn and Ralph saying the Baron? Uh, I'll tell you what, I, I have seen him compete in some older matches, especially some I think you probably sent me some of these matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what, I'm going to benefit the doubt. I, the Master of the Claw, okay, what Ralph is saying. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. He was the master, the one I think the Von Erichs kind of trademarked as well. Yes, that's correct, yes. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, I'll have to say the Baron as well. I'll have to give the benefit of the doubt here. I'll have to say the Baron as well. JBL is a tough, uh, tough as Green Valentine said, tough ombre. But uh, in this case, I'm going to have to say the Baron on this as well. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much here for joining us for this edition of Revolution. Uh, and of course, like I said, uh, uh, we'll... Uh, um, I'm sure, like I said, Gerard T. Smith, uh, King NWO, of course, had something, I'm sure, going on. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely, you know, that hopefully he'll be back tomorrow night for Attitude Radio. Um, and John has no further wrestling thoughts. So, J.D., any final wrestling thoughts you care to share tonight? No, I've actually uh, finally actually started watching, as I said all week, how at one point or another I was going to eventually watch the TakeOver Brooklyn show, and now I'm almost done watching the show. However, I've already watched uh, pretty much every match but a couple. However, the only one I have not caught up on is Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe. Uh, it was a good show. If you've not seen it, uh, definitely check it out. However, if you have the network, however, and you won't be disappointed. It is probably one of the better uh, NXT shows of the year, hands down. And like we said, I mean, NXT is going to be a pretty good show. I mean, I think next week, uh, what's next week? The, tw- the ninth? So, no, two weeks, I believe, right before the Survivor Series, they'll be uh, taping uh, their upcoming uh, tapings for December. And, of course, with a month away, however, in the new year soon upon us, however, we're going to have some great matches, I'm sure, in the TakeOver show in London less than six weeks away, and two of the matches I hear right now that are still being discussed, that are on the docket, could be, and we could find out in a few weeks, will be Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe for the NXT title, and possibly one more time, it could be probably the best uh, Divas match that we've seen twice already, and they could steal the show once again, it'll be the boss, Sasha Banks, uh, former NXT champion from Boston, and of course the lovable, huggable Bailey from California. Oh, absolutely, that's going to be a great one. See and hopefully they'll grow that route. Ralph said he has been for the wrestling thoughts. Uh, John has already left the line. John and Ralph, thank you so much for joining us here tonight. And of course, they will be joining <clears throat> Big Diesel, Gregory Kramer, and uh, Dice Fan JD, Jared Drama, as well as their newest member, King NWO, GTS, Javarty Smith, Monday afternoon at 3 on WWS Raw Radio. So for for uh, Dice Fan JD, Jared Girolamo, and <clears throat> And, of course, myself, Mr. WCBS, Chad Hinshaw, as well as Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson, and the human superstition machine, John Gross. Uh, thank you so much here for joining us for this edition of Revolution. Of course, you can catch all the past shows on WCBS Radio Archives, facebook.com, forward slash groups, forward slash WCBS Radio History, and, of course, on talkshow.com, send her in the call ID numbers, Revolution 138055, uh, <clears throat> Wolfpack 138521, uh, Raw Radio one three eight seven four four and Attitude Radio one three eight nine eight two, and also you have an opportunity to listen to some of the past uh, promotions that I have that I have personally done as as well for all the shows. Uh, you might find a lot of them pretty darn interesting. Uh, and uh, J D. Ralph actually before he left, he actually made a request 
the video about when the APA was playing cards and Ron Simmons said six aces. Oh, okay. I know what he's talking about. I think that was the night when T- I think Kai and Ty came in and they were fighting. I, th- I forget who they were fighting. And I think Takara Funaki asked him something. I just they were in the back and they had their beer in their hand. And I guess they were sitting there watching them play cards. How? And I think that's how that came out. If, I, it was, if that wasn't it, it was something else. But I think I know what he's talking about, though. Okay, and we'll definitely get that up there, like I said, on the video vault page, <clears throat> so everyone can can view that. And also, keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, the Fantasy Seven pay per view on the Ministry of Darkness is going on at, in the group known as Top Heel, uh, Facebook.com, forward slash group, forward slash capital T O P, and and uh, capital H, lowercase E L L E E L, excuse me. And uh, and of course, right now it is still tied at two votes apiece. Uh, for uh, for mankind and Sabu, possibly maybe the ones to face Midian in a triple threat match to start off the pay per view. So uh, definitely keep voting on that. As well as, of course, we already know, as I mentioned earlier in the week, that uh, of course the match for the WDW World Heavyweight Championship at the First Revolution, the triple threat has officially been made. It will be Amory Rockenbach taking and Sandy Hayes and our own here Iceman JD Jerry Jerome fighting for that. Uh, WDW World Heavyweight Title, and we still need one person to uh, <clears throat> to uh, uh, be up, be in line to uh, face whoever wins that belt at, at the second Revolution Pay Per View, known as Aftermath. And of course, we still have the, the True Pioneers of Wrestling T to Pal World Heavyweight Title match, and we do also know that the Iceman J, uh, the Iceman Jared Girolamo has also gotten his name in the hat to, to face off in a triple threat for that match as well. So uh, it could be anybody's, uh, it could be anybody's match, anybody's ball game here. So several things going on in the in the world of WCWS, and definitely take a take a big part of that, and uh, and we'll and uh, we'll just hope, hope for the best for everybody. So like I said, for Hebrew Suplex Machine, John Gross, Mr. Rasslin, Ralph Atkinson, the Iceman, JD, Jerry Geraldo, and, and the remaining members of the panel way too tough to handle. This is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinchel saying thank you so much will join us for uh, Friday, November 6, 2015. And, of course, Revolution is, is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network where it's for wrestling fans, by wrestling fans, and, as always, your wrestling connection. Uh, J.D., take care, have a great evening, and we will talk to you uh, possibly next week on Raw Radio. Take care, see you in the ring, and God bless everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.